Hey guys, it's Bianca and Ellie here. Good afternoon. We are in Bianca's living room again. It is so beautiful. Literally sitting in my Mikasa and it's quite comfortable. I, I like so doing nice. it here. We're talking about sex today. Sexy time. And sexuality and being mamas. And we have a really awesome guest. We have Jesse Lynn Madera here today. I just said Madeira funny because I was trying to say it properly, I promise. <laughs> it just went all wrong. Anyway, we have her here today. She's got this awesome new project called Belle and the Claytons, and she has this music video that is so damn sexy, and she has a three-year-old son, so we're going to be talking to her. If you guys have a chance, follow us on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter at Atomic Moms. Go on iTunes and subscribe because we're doing it every week. We're going to have a sleep train around very soon yeah we're like really excited about that expert. i need it pronto yeah uh bianca's uh co-sleeping still so it's exciting and we're gonna... it's exciting until she started waking up at 9 p.m every night yeah so, so we're gonna work on that we've got a bunch <laughs> of great episodes coming up so go on itunes subscribe and when you subscribe it'll just show up automatically on your phone every week which is badass uh, and you can like us on there and comment, and that helps keep us in the top 10 kids and family uh, chart on iTunes, which helps us get sweet guests. Yeah. So it's in your best interest to help us on that. <laughs> Anything else, Miss Bianca? For before we uh, uh, no, let's, uh, embark let's, on our I'm sexual ready, I'm ready journey. To get some sexy time. Uh, you might not want to play this with your toddlers in the car, but you'll definitely want to listen during nap time. <laughs> Atomic Moms here. We want to tell you about GoBank. It's the checking account that lets you say goodbye to big banks and their big fees. With GoBank, there are no overdraft fees and no penalty fees. It's been all over the news, hello, and was even featured as the best new app in the Apple App Store. You can mommy multitask with the app to pay your bills and deposit checks. Plus, you get 42,000 fee-free ATMs. That's twice as many as Bank of America or Chase, according to their websites as of February 2015. So sign up now at GoBank.com or on the app. GoBank is a paid sponsor. Learn more about their simple fees at GoBank.com backslash no worries. And if you listen to this podcast, you know I have a lot of worries. Guys, we are back with our super sultry and beautiful guest, Jesse Lynn Madera. Did I do it okay? Yes. No, say it the that real way. Do it the uh, Jesse Lynn Madera. Ah, oh, see. Oh my God, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous songwriter. She has Belle in the Claytons is her new project, and this is the coolest part for me. Is Belle Clayton was your great grandmother, correct? Mm -hmm, that's right. What does Clayton mean? The Clay Clayton is a slang term, a recent slang term for Mister Perfect. I found it on Urban Dictionary, so I'm going to go ahead and say that it exists. I love there are it. Five posts about it, and um, so. When I realized that Clayton is that slang term, I decided to make turn a lot of my songs that I already had into duets and or, you know, have a guy come and sing harmony or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, uh, but I set out to find guys who inspired me 
you know. And um, I just wrote a song for the actor John Hawks. He's going to be the next one that we. And where would people? Where would our listeners know him from? Um, he was in Winter's Bone. He was the uncle in Winter's Bone. Wow. Isn't he in Eastbound and Down? Yes, he was. He was the brother. He's amazing he's in that. Amazing. He is a super awesome actor. So he's going to be performing the next song with you. Yeah, he. It's it's we'll, done. It's in. Oh my god. We have. Uh, when so are you releasing that? Some more stuff to it. It is spring. Okay, cool. Um, and you just had the river come out over Valentine's, and everyone should listen to it. We're going to post it uh, on our Facebook Atomic Moms account. But you have a super, super sexy music video. It's I saw super it. sexy. It's sexy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so when I was talking to Jesse about coming on the show, she suggested the top of of the the top. See, I'm already tongue tied. I'm so nervous about sexuality. <laughs> I gotta learn how to own it. Bothered. I keep touching my hair. Uh. <laughs> so we want to talk sexuality, motherhood, and sexuality. And actually, a lot of listeners have asked questions about that. Um, so this is what we're going to dig into. I think it's such an important, important um, topic to graze over because I feel like, especially in those first couple of years, and you, uh, I just lose. You're so tired, and you just feel like a hot mess. For the first time the other day, and I, I was laying in bed, and I looked down at my leg, and I touched my leg, and I'm like, "Oh, that feels like my leg." Really? Yeah. I mean, this is very recent. Not that, you know, I haven't been celibate for the last few years, but um, I finally feel like my body is mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how old is your son? He's three. (laughs) He's three and a half. He'll be be four in June. But uh, he's a cutie. He's so cute. Um, But we went went to have sushi in our neighborhood spot. Uh, Do you go to, Mm -hmm. to Sushi Ike? Yep. Uh, we love it there, and um, we love it too. We've sort of we've befriended. It's this great little strip mall sushi place. Oh my god! You it's next to Domino's in like a Seven Eleven. You would want to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. I think it's like That's I think that was our sushi, first date after we had Sabrina oh was there. God. Probably, yeah. Wow. So um, you went to sushi. We went did that there. Set the mood. Hanky and I did, and uh, I I told the guy. I'm not, I won't name any names. <laughs> I told the man behind the counter, you should watch the video. It's very sexy. And he said, sexy? You're not sexy. You're a mom. You can't be sexy. And he was kidding, but it's still... Uh, hit a chord. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, we it's got horrible. back in the car and I'm like, I'm not going there for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. Because you want to be like, I am sexy. Yeah. But I... And- t- but obviously him saying that, him making that joke, yeah, <laughs> um, expo- it, it hit me in an insecure place, you know, because I don't feel like different, mm. really, and truly. Yeah. I still kind of, I still look in the mirror and I'm like, I could see how somebody would want to do that. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I was I was talking to my girlfriend Bridget over the weekend about this topic and she was like, God, that reminds me of the Kim Kardashian fiasco with the whole the like oiled up body butt thing and like this idea that now that she's a parent that she should not do that because she's a mother mm-hmm. and this idea of like, well, we, you know, should we not do things now because we're parents like because of our children? I just think it's, you know, I'm not. I didn't like the photo of Kim Kardashian, but it, I didn't care that it was because right. she's a mom. Yeah. yeah. 
You know, I think that in an, in an effort to protect our kids, we have gone down a road where we've lost our ability to be like juicy ourselves. Um, that's two podcasts in a row. I've used the word juicy. I like so. it. I want to learn how to be more <laughs> juicy. I, yeah. I, I, and I think that, you know, um, Mike and I do this thing now where um, we've started like kissing a lot in front of Magnolia because we mm-hmm. want her to see us yeah. that we enjoy each other and that we I mean obviously it's not like X-rated but we we want her to yeah. see that her parents love each other and we show that love by being affectionate with one another mm-hmm. um, and I that was something that my parents were very um, they were very demonstrative physically with each other and I, I think it grew you know forced me to grow up to be a demonstrative person as well um but yeah i think that we've we've gotten to a place where we're kind of like crossing off the like until your kids are old enough to leave the house and you can do things in private yeah Mm -hmm. that's i don't know how i feel about that yeah you know um my mom was pretty i i think i grew up with a very with a lot of understanding i mean my mom talked to me a lot about this stuff and uh this stuff sex you know (laughs) we can say it guys that stuff (laughs) um she did see i feel like my what i got from my mom when i told her that i first kissed a boy which wasn't until high school um she goes well it's a slippery slope (laughs) that's what i got from my mom and then that's how it felt mom yeah yeah well she was right no i'm just kidding um and then the thing with my dad it was always like i couldn't wear you know those flip-flops were really popular when we were in high school they were like the wedge flip-flops they were higher up and they were black and anyway everyone wore them any shoe that didn't have a back my dad would call fuck me shoes And like wouldn't like did not want me to go out of the house in them. So there was like and this is like wearing like mules or like clogs would be considered oh, fucking shoes. <laughs> yes. If they didn't have something to like keep your yes. foot in. Yes. That's hilarious. So that was my dad's uh viewpoint. And it's funny, and my nickname in high school was soccer mom. And so it's like that part of me is probably still like I feel like I compartmentalize a little bit. So it's not like all of me all the time. And I'd probably like to go to some like weirdo workshop in Ojai and like reclaim my womanhood a little more. Uh, Like maybe I should do some like low vibrational humming to my uterus or something. But (laughs) I'm just saying that, that yeah, I compartmentalize for sure. And I'm like, I, I, the one thing that I want to say before I forget is women always give vibrators and stuff like that for bridal showers, like before you get married. And I really think it's just what you should give a woman for her baby shower. Oh my God. That's amazing. I am so, I think that women, there's, there are times when women want to release tension and they do not want to touch their partner. And it like has nothing to do. I understand now like why men take long showers. You know, it's really interesting because, wow, I could go so, let's, so like, you know I'm gonna, let's go there. Let's deep go there. In there. Me I know. Open I up. Here, here we go. Everybody you ready? Everyone. No, I'm, I'm totally open it. about this. this. I don't, I Listeners don't want to pull over. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Get ready. Um, First of all, I, 
I was like a little sex pot at like two years of age. <laughs> and I was, my mom got a call from my second grade teacher and she was like, she's masturbating in class. <laughs> How? <laughs> oh, man. I, with my hand, I was like sitting in and, and it felt yeah. good. And you know, and it was a stress relief. I remember yeah. Tony, by the way, our sound guy is averting his eyes. <laughs> Oh my god! My sister-in-law Haley is on the couch. Everyone's cheeks are flushed. We're it's gonna be great. We're gonna need a glass of wine after this, and a cigarette. This will be Um, even better podcast if we were drinking. I know. I got wine over there. Um, No, but but uh, you know, it was. I I remember the the one thing I remember about it is that I hated going down for naps, and it relaxed me when I had to take a nap as a little kid. Mm And I think a lot of kids master little boys, especially. Yeah. Well, our pediatrician told us that most kids, most females by the age of two, are able to achieve full orgasm. What? You know what? Maybe. Well, I'm not going to share that. I just. <laughs> not it's not about me. Okay, so I'm not going to share. Yeah, then that's a that's a yeah. smart non-share there. We're trying to get Ellie to to open up a little more. Ellie opens up a lot, uh, but but then she gets then, then she I gets shame shamed. spirals because my father wouldn't let me wear clogs without them. It's all without my feeling like a that. prostitute. Um, no, but so I I had a lot of shame surrounding it, not because my parents handled it the best that they could. I mean, I think for my mom, you know, she was more trying to appease the teacher who was obviously having our time with the, this little furiously masturbating, <laughs> however that. however old I was, second grader. Um, but you know she gave me a bracelet and the bracelet was supposed to be a reminder that when I looked at it, that this was something that was to be done in private. But I, you know, my, I, my mom handled it geniusly. I still took it that there was, that I'm doing something that's not good, that this mm, is a bad thing. And yeah. so I did grow up, I think, with a lot of shame surrounding that. Cause I was like, I remember in eighth grade talking to a girl in my, um, in my class and Mm -hmm. somehow I don't know how we got there and I'm sure any guy who's listening to this is going to conjure up some lustful image of how we had this discussion but we I realized that this girl also masturbated and (laughs) I started a club (laughs) we started yeah it was like the babysitter's club (laughs) um And I remember the relief that I felt that like, oh, another person my age does this and it's not dirty or taboo. I felt like I, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in doing this. But it, it moved itself into adulthood and I had to do a lot of work. And Ellie, I actually did go to a workshop in the hills of Ojai. Oh my God, stop it. (laughs) I I love it. Um, And and, I would too. And and it was, it was a, it was a sexual awakening kind of, um, I mean, it was nothing like nutso. I didn't get naked, but we talked about our sexuality. We did exercises with men where we sat at each other and gazed longingly. Did you know the men? No. Stop. Did everyone have sex at the end of it? I didn't. I maybe some people did. I don't. They, they did. It wasn't anything that happened within the confines of the retreat. It was if people went off and did stuff, that was up to them. But you were act, weren't actually allowed to physically touch each other in the retreat. I love it. Um, but it helped me a lot. But what was so it's amazing? Kind of like a stripper situation. Like you can't touch each other, right? Yeah. Which almost makes it even better. I know. But it almost. I bet people were like, "This is so hot." <laughs> oh yeah. You just paid like a thousand dollars for foreplay. Like yeah. the best. <laughs> but um, there is for sure value in that stuff oh 100 like, percent. but what was so interesting uh, is that after i gave birth um the first time that mike and i tried to have sex mm-hmm. it was really um disarming because i felt so different like my actual mm-hmm. vagina mm-hmm. felt it didn't feel like 
me. And I'm sure you squeezed this child through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's changed. The makeup has changed. Um, but I, it was uncomfortable for me. It hurt. It, it didn't hurt. Did it you guys... felt strange. Oh, it f- and it hurt you though? I mean, it hurts a lot of women. It hurt. It, it was almost like there were like little cuts or something. Yeah. It was just kind of raw. Yeah. You know, for me. Yeah. How long did you guys wait? Um, well, I, we waited like six weeks that they recommend, yeah. the doctor recommends. Um, how about I you? I waited longer. Six weeks. Yeah. I think I was to the okay. day. <laughs> oh, I love and it. You I, just held I out. wasn't totally sure that I wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I think also you have this little creature that's like grabbing oh God, at you so every turn of the way. And it's like the last thing, your body already feels so used. Um, it's, and then it just feels like this is another kind of obligation. And it's weird because I'll tell you something, the sexiest or, or the most interested in sex that I felt was right after giving birth. I, mm. I mean, I clearly couldn't have sex. I knew a woman who got pregnant right after birth. They what? had sex, I think like two weeks Irish after twins. and she got pregnant and we were at a rehearsal dinner together and we should call her on the show. But that was, she, I don't think she waited the six weeks and I think you, she said that this could be not true because neither of us are doctors, but that you're very fertile immediately after giving birth. Wow. Which sounds great. Well, she clearly was. I but, wonder why, if that's true. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But um, I, when we went to our four-week checkup, our OBGYN was so funny because she was like, okay, you want to use a lot of lube. She's like, just so you know, it's not going to be fun. You're basically menopausal. You're While you are breastfeeding, you are menopausal. It's going to be very dry. It's going to be very uncomfortable. By the way, this quiz you filled out, you, you're on the verge of being postpartum. <laughs> and also, you might want to buy these little balls that you stick up there so you can practice the Kegels. Oh, so like you, in Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, yeah, which I haven't seen. Or Well, maybe this is where my sexuality search begins. This was, but th- those little balls so that you can, it's like a Kegel thing. I bought them and I never used them, which is probably why I'd piss myself jumping rope. But... <laughs> Or sneezing (laughs) or anything. So I'm just saying, we also waited way longer. I don't remember how long we waited, but we waited way longer. Yeah. What, I mean, what, uh, yeah, what are the, what are the tips? What is, what's the advice? What do we do to help ourselves feel sexier to help? Because here's the thing. It's not just about having sex. It's about as a woman feeling that way just in your daily life because I think that's when we feel when we feel sexy and vibrant and good about ourselves it changes the way that we take on everything first thing I need to do is get rid of my sinus infection I think it's a real buzzkill in the bedroom (laughs) honey can you turn up the humidifier (laughs) can we can we um, raise the mattress uh, where our head is I can't do that position I can't breathe I can't breathe actually we should use like the wedge pillow for my back so that I don't have the mucus in my head. That would be good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We're okay. moving we're moving Sorry, away we're, from we're the sexuality. mucus. Sexuality. 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 See, this is me probably like Yeah. Yeah, because I'm uncomfortable. Deflecting. So, deflecting. Let's your, get into your throat it, guys. tightening up a little bit. <clears throat> well, no, because I'm because of my I was not gonna use the M word again. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Jesse, tell us how you met your husband. Oh. Cause was it super sexy? It, you guys had a it whirlwind. Was, it was whirlwind. I um, I was living in New York. I had a boyfriend, a nice guy, um, who was in he was in my band in New York, 
Um, but the relationship, like it, I think it was clear to both of us that things weren't right, but you know, you try to stick it out and you try to mold it and you know, it didn't work. It was not working. Um, I came to Los Angeles for our, my friend Whitney's wedding and my best friend, uh, Nell, who directed the river video, she was already living out here and she introduced me to this guy named Hemke. And, um, apparently, I mean, if he were here, he would tell you that it was like a love at first sight sort of thing for him. He got this, he sort of took this step back and he got all Mm. flustered, you know, and he tried to, he started like peacocking, you know, (laughs) trying to be funny. And, um, and I was, I didn't want any trouble at all. And so I kind of, Oh boy, did you get some though? I got, I got, cause you're still here. Yeah, exactly. I never left. (laughs) But yeah, I I didn't I didn't really want anything to happen, but he he decided. And it was the first time that anybody had ever just decided. I mean, relationships can be so traumatic with the the you know, mm-hmm. the games and the waffling and um he just he knew exactly what he wanted. There was never any, you know, wait 3 days to call mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I went back to New York and I was not thinking that I was going to definitely come to LA. I, I was dreaming about coming out here maybe because of like the career stuff or whatever. I, for actually that entire year before I met Hemke, I was thinking LA, you know, I had maps of LA on my vision board and, um, I was thinking yeah, I'd reached the I'd reached the end of the road for me career wise in New York. I mean I'd played all the, these great venues, but I couldn't I wasn't able to record anything that I really liked and I needed I felt like I needed a change of scenery. So meeting him was sort of the icing on the cake, you know. Um but I <laughs> I mean it was only like three weeks after we met that I just packed up my stuff and moved here. See I love I love that that was like that you had a long lead into be like it felt like oh so it's, it'll be a while before she warms up no she meets him at a wedding uh-huh. and three weeks later she's packed her bags and yeah. she's in his arms all the all the arrows were pointing to LA for like the entire year leading up to that um and I then but I I came here telling him like I don't want to jump in to anything you know I still have this I, I don't know what I'm doing in New York. I still have this other relationship going on. And he was just, um, he just swooped in mm-hmm. as soon as I got here and started like really being very, um, <laughs> not aggressive, but like he, he was very like you persistent with me. Yeah. This is, you need, you should be with me. And you then, both have Latin lovers. I know. Is that does this sound familiar? Because I've heard no. Other people. Mine okay. was the, mine was completely opposite. But to to be fair, my husband is uh, he, he's all backwards and upside down. So it's okay. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Adam was like that, and he is uh, could not be more Midwestern. No. Uh, but we got we moved in together. I think at like five or six weeks, and we were engaged at three months. That's fast. 
Because he was the same way. There was no yeah. waffling. It was yeah. like, I really like you. Let's be together every second. It's refreshing. And it is refreshing. And I, I was the waffling one because I was like, well, I have my Mr. Big. Yeah. And he was like, Ellie, okay, look, <laughs> if you want to go that way, fine. Or you can be with me. It's like your choice. He wouldn't let me play the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, ooh, that's hot. Like, yeah. he's just like you know take me or move on yeah and I was like was, okay what, I'll take you it's it was really nice to be with somebody where there were no hidden rooms and yeah. like secrets and uh I, I, exactly. I've, never, I've never found anything like him you know writing to another woman mm-hmm. or um just none of those little shitty things that, yep. that people do sometimes yeah. and I I'm kind of and not a totally stable person mentally. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really nice to be with somebody who is. You're yeah. an artist. Well, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, we're yeah. like romantic. Yeah. And we're like, there's longing and there's yeah. achiness. Yes. And then our men are like, okay, we love you. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> You're my everything. Adam is always telling me, like, I'll try and make drama. And he'll just be like, you are it or like there's drama with work and like living in LA is tough and me trying to be an actor ever and like you know all of the drama that goes on with that and he's just always like I do this for our family Mm -hmm. like this is for our family family is number one I will move anywhere for our family this is what I do for my family right and I'm always like but like I really want (laughs) to I know I'm I'm definitely a little bit more self-absorbed I think in our relationship <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm I'm more of a the waffler too now that I think about it um and the whole thing the whole I mean we were pregnant so we went into our love cave right after after I was like all right fuck it I'm doing it yeah. we went into the love cave and I came out with a with a baby in my belly by the end of the summer I was pregnant oh my goodness so we met in June I was like no 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 and then by mid-July I was like okay (laughs) and uh and then by when were you uh, uh we found out that I was a month pregnant at the beginning of October I think wow oh my gosh and and were you were you scared was there there a part of you yeah and he was the one that was like no we're we're gonna do this and I'm gonna be with you every step of the way and everything's gonna be fine and I'm like I mean I had it it was not on my checklist to have kids like I really wanted to have the career first and then kids would be a thought Mm -hmm. at some point and it didn't it was totally backwards I mean I just now recorded a song that I think could have some you know, has legs and I feel really good about it. But before I, I could do that, I had to have my son. Yes. That's not how I envisioned my life. Yeah. yeah. How has having your son impacted your art? Um, I or think that it's maybe it. helped me become a little bit more, um, that's a good question, in- inclusive and absorbent with mm. the world outside of myself. Does that I knew sense? you and Absolutely. Bianca would be fast friends. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing, and I feel like it's something she would say. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that's an an amazing thing because I think that as artists, you tend to be so focused on the immersing yourself in the stuff that you have to do, and it suddenly it's like, oh, now this is other thing that I have to give my undivided attention to. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also. 
that I've it's there's so much love there mm. and it's so profound and different from any other relationship right uh, that it um it's like if everything were to go wrong if everybody was like wow Jesse Jesse Madera is a terrible songwriter and and the video is awful and I don't want to hear any more out of her mouth <laughs> I would probably still just do it anyway because yeah. I love to do yeah. it and I, I've got all the love that I need at home with my son and my husband yeah. I feel like it takes a part like the ego out of it a little that's more. what maybe that's what I'm trying to say yeah because it's like before I needed this success or approval and now it is like I get to do my work and it's okay if no one else wants to hear it. Or it's like I'm more creative for the purpose of creativity instead yeah. of it being like, let me be noticed because it doesn't matter because my daughter notices me and I'm more present because of her. And I am also so sensitive. Like having a baby has made me so sensitive in such an amazing way. Yeah. But where I cry all the time, like music affects me so much more deeply. Like I'm just more oh, here. And don't you mm -hmm. just feel like there are things that make me cry that I get a little embarrassed about the fact that it's making me cry. So I try to hide a little bit in those <laughs> moments because I've just like this, if anyone saw the fact that I'm, I cried at some stupid ride at Universal Studios the other the other day. What was what that? Was it? The dis Despicable Me ride. Why? And there's like because there's little kids and you're, it's like one of those 3D like engaged rides where you're in you don't move but the car thing moves and then you have a big screen so you feel like you're going through uh -huh. it all. And there's a little girl that's just trying to give the old cranky man the gift oh. and she keeps trying to give it to him and there's such a sweetness about that. But I was gonna say <laughs> that my, something that I thought of by listening to both of you is that I think as people people who come in the world to create, we are very sensitive souls. We come here very open and raw. And I think that what happens is reality kind of comes and the people that surround us maybe don't understand us. And so we kind of start to close down. And I feel like having a child opens you back up again. So it's almost like getting in touch with that part mm -hmm. of you that came into this world in the first place. Yeah. And the creator part of you, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're parents and like we're but creating there's an, that But there's way. an adjustment period for that, I think. There's an adjustment period because it's suddenly jarring to find yourself so raw and open once again. Um, and for people who I think maybe haven't been as open or sensitive in their past, mm -hmm. you know, to have a child may make them feel that vulnerability. Well, and, and I noticed that I have a lot less anxiety and, and that that anxiety was masking my sensitivity, I think. Mm. And so I lose anxiety and then I just have to deal with the fact that I'm just a naturally sensitive person, which is great. But with the Academy Awards, did you guys watch the – who who did the song about Alzheimer's? I did not uh, watch the Tim Academy Awards. Tim McGraw does oh. this song about Alzheimer's and it's like, I won't, I won't be missing I, you. Yeah, I won't miss you. Something like that. Oh, my God. I was sobbing. <laughs> it's a beautiful song. We, everybody, it was my husband and me and Nell in the kitchen last night and we all sort of closed, we closed the doors because none of us really wanted to cry or go there. Mm -hmm. So we all all of a sudden got really busy with what we were yeah. doing, you know? Yeah. My husband's a crier too. Oh. He cries at commercials and, you know, everything. That's so great. Which is really funny because when you, I'm sure you guys have seen him on TV. Sorry about my science fiction. Uh, you guys have seen him. Can we cut that? <laughs> Which is funny because 
as I'm sure many of our listeners have seen him on television, he does not look like he'd be a crier. He looks like a badass motherfucker who would fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. He was on weeds. Like, he, yeah. like <gasps> he's got this evil stare. He looks, he, he always, most often plays the bad guy. Or like the drug yeah. lord or, you know. Yeah. But he cries at commercials. It's oh the my best. God. He's the most, he's the most little sensitive little big man <laughs> i feel like that's the that's the case with most of the the ones that look the worst the ones that look the the toughest are the, the biggest softies and mm-hmm. and especially when you have kids and i have found especially when you have a daughter that breaks them wide open do you think that maybe they it's because they can afford to be soft <sighs> like for me or maybe for ellie we look really um fragile breakable <laughs> we do i mean because it's the like the light there hair is. and the fairies, yeah you know oh um, uh, we by so, the way we both played shelby and steel magnolias <laughs> oh so if gosh. you get an idea of what our personality <laughs> or what our essence is yeah. so yeah breakable yeah. well we're gonna die some tragic way <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> no i'm because of steel magnolias i didn't mean that universe <laughs> Oh God! Now I'm nervous. Knock again. on wood. Throw some salt over your shoulder. Or whatever we need to do. So um, with yes, yeah, steel magnolias, girls. But you're right. Like that, and that's probably why we we, we have closed yeah. off. Maybe or in the past mm-hmm. have closed off parts of ourselves. I and I think that's part of why I closed off parts of my sexuality too. It's because you get this attention. I don't think I knew what to do with the power of it, and. And when we, a few episodes back, or quite a few episodes back now, um, we interviewed some costume designers with Bianca um, from Rules of Engagement. And they were talking about, like, just wear heels to the grocery store. Like, get dressed up. Feel good about yourself. Wear heels to the, dress- <laughs> like, to the grocery store. And and I didn't say it then, but I wanted to be like, no. I don't want that attention. Yeah. When I wear heels and I walk down the street, like they're because we live in LA or maybe it's just our neighborhood, mm-hmm. but you get the cat calls and you yeah. get the weirdos and you're attracting this like negative energy that you don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm, and, and maybe it's also though at looking at the why, I mean, is it negative because it, I mean, why is it negative exactly? Because it's annoying because it's, it feels invasive. It feels disrespectful. It feels uh, lewd to me, in a, and not in a shaming. I, maybe I've had the experience where men will feel like they, um, if I don't look tough enough, if I don't have a look in my eye, men will sort of treat me like they could, they can conquer. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a I, yeah. <laughs> they treat me like I'm a bunny or something. Yeah. You know, and I I did a photo shoot the other day. Um, with a really, he's a brilliant Colombian photographer, but I got really, I got a little pissed off in the shoot because he kept saying, okay, now do that cute thing again. Like, <sighs> may, okay, you're be, he was trying to get me to be coy and look innocent. And I'm, I don't feel that way on the inside, mm. you know, but he's looking at like the way my cheeks sit on my face mm-hmm. or whatever, or the color of my skin. And, you know, every time my thing would cut, I had this little cardigan thing or whatever like a lace sort of cardigan if that makes any sense but every time it would come over they would close it and be like oh no that's too sexy oh so they wanted you to they be wanted more... me to be to be like... posing like a child oh, yeah. you know and that really 
I'm still trying to figure out why that pissed me off so much. What did you feel on the inside? What did you want? I felt like, you know, I'm a, I've just written this song. The song is out. I'm trying to reclaim my, my sexuality. I, uh, don't feel like I'm like the, my thinnest. So part of me was like, are you trying to cover me up because, Mm. you know, because of my body, you know, so that was an insecurity for me. But also like I'm, I'm a 33 year old woman. I've had a child. I'm not a little girl. Like cute's not cutting it anymore, buddy. And I don't, I don't feel that. And it was like kind of insulting. You know, I find that sometimes, um, a lot of the time when I find my, when I, when I'm feeling those feelings of being annoyed or being upset or being hurt, any of that, anytime there's a, there's a negative association with somebody saying something to me that I don't like more than it being at them and the, and what they're saying, it's, the the frustration or the the uh, distress is more about the fact that I don't feel strong enough to speak up and say something in the moment, and and I've I've found that when I don't feel like I can stand up for myself, that's what's the hardest because, you know, I mean, look everyone, the things that people say really have nothing to do with us. Right. They only have to do with what they're going through. So if we can't get to a place where we can say just speak up for yourself and it's, and it's done. If they continue, you, you take yourself out of the situation. Um, but I, I think that a lot of times it's more so it's people's distress with the fact that they don't feel strong enough to stand up and say something or to stand up for themselves. Yeah. I mean, he had a, he had a vision and I Mm -hmm. felt like I wanted to be accommodating, you know? Right. But was this, Um, this was for you or this was for something else? It was a symbiotic. Got it. He, he wanted, he was looking, he's looking to expand and he's a wonderful photographer, but he's looking to, and he's looking to expand his portfolio. I mean, I can imagine him wanting like an Alice in Wonderland sort of thing from you. That's, I think that's what he wanted. They wanted romantic and soft, but I'm not at that. I'm just not at that place in my life right now. And I have been at that place and I've sort of, I think I, I used like I used the mm-hmm. my, that sort of sexuality at a time in my life, and I don't want it anymore. Right? You know, I'm done. With right? It. I'm ready to be. A, I'm ready to be mm-hmm. a woman now, and not yes. this. Uh, not like a child. Totally. You know, sex. Ooh, that's great. Kitten. Yeah. Thing. The coy deal. Going back to the grocery store thing. Want to be like, a cat? <laughs> yeah, you are a cat. <laughs> Rare. <laughs> we don't have to be the little kitten anymore. Right. We're cats. Yeah. Or barn cats. <laughs> when I won't go to the grocery store, I don't want to have to say what I get mad about. It's not about this because there are many times when I what I hear what you're saying, Bianca. Yeah. There are many times when I when I feel like I don't have the nerve to speak up for myself. But in these instances, I'm pissed off because I don't feel like I need to spin the energy. Responding to outside stimuli. It's a good point. That's not like I'm just trying to get my groceries and I'm coming from somewhere where I had to wear a skirt or something. Like it's just, it bothers me because I'm a human being and I think it's sexist. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, what, I mean, what can you just, just to be the devil's advocate, what happens to just ignore it? I mean, what is it about it? Like if you just don't pay it any heed and continue on your way. Uh, most times I do. And this is like a very rare for me at this point in my life. But there are times when men, it becomes even more antagonistic. And, and guys, by the way, it's like that whole revenge of the nerd thing with Santa Barbara. Like there is this 
it makes me nervous because the rejected rejected yeah. men can get cray cray, right? Yeah. They decide it's time to claim ownership yeah, or something. Well, it's like it, you could get a nice comment, you know, and what they think is a nice comment, which is like, hey, mommy, you know, look and fly or like something yeah. stupid. And then you don't – you ignore them and you continue to walk on. And it's like, oh, I see how it is. You think you're too good for – you know, then you get the yeah. the the mm-hmm. aggressive yeah, behavior afterwards. Rejected. I know. I got stopped the other day actually um, and it was – weird because I was going to my car and the guy like walked over to me he stood in the street and he was like two feet from me and it felt uncomfortable I was like you're in my space like so I stepped back and he goes I just wanted to um I just he had his phone out like he was gonna get my number I guess and he's like I just want to you know like you I think you're really beautiful and I loved it and I was like thank you so much I'm I'm married and I have a kid and that stopped him in his tracks. Like the I have a kid is always a great, yeah. right? Going back to the beginning That'll of our discussion, our discussion, all you have to do to be a, to kill that buzz is say you have a kid. Because also, what is that about that men no longer find you attractive? Like the sushi guy, when they know you have a kid, suddenly right. you're not as attractive. Like I wonder with you with casting, Bianca. Like if you were, like if you were not undateable, like you have a child, like does that change casting? Like are you as I? I don't know that it's that uh, that that it goes that far. I I think it's more the the idea that um that the for somebody who might be looking for a good time you're not going to go there because you have no. a child you know but i mean right. it's like if if a guy's looking for like someone who might be easy or might be fun or, to go off and do some you know uh, meaningless stuff with whatever it doesn't always just have to be sex but even if someone was looking for a casual arrangement <laughs> you know you're not you've no. got a kid right yeah. um cuz i cuz I, no. I think a lot of men find m- women who are mothers to be incredibly Sexy. Okay, you do. Oh, I do. Okay. I, I mean, I know so. I've I've had people tell that to mm-hmm. me. I mean, I it used I mean, to drive... daddies are really cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why wouldn't mommies? Yeah. Be? Well, it used to drive me crazy because I people always used to tell me how nurturing I was when I was single. You know, you're so nurturing, and I was like, I don't want to be nurturing. I want to be fuckable. I mean, that's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like I it, I didn't understand that that was to guys <laughs> like. <your> penis. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, I didn't understand that that's kind of what they were saying. Mm-hmm. To me, it was like, oh, you seem like you can be my mom. And oh. again, you know, but now I realize like that's, I mean, it, guys do want to be nurtured and yeah. it doesn't always mean like they I've never to- gotten you're so nurtured. <laughs> gotten that one yeah. <laughs> but well. that's because I have a girlfriend who like when she with one of her old boyfriends like whenever he'd go on a plane like she'd always make him like a sandwich in his little bag for the plane like with his lunch and it's so sweet and like maybe I'd go pick something up for Adam but that's just not <laughs> I'd be like here's a can but opener that, but I think that also goes to like even in the overall umbrella of sexuality for people out there for women who are listening and wondering how I do think sexuality is embracing what you got embracing Ooh, like who that. you are and owning it so that yeah you're not the person who's gonna sit and slave over the hot stove and make him this great meal to go but like that's not maybe who you are and your sexuality resides in another way of being, yes. you know? Have you guys read Bringing Up Bebe? No. That f- I have heard of it though. No, what is it? It's what a do great, they say? It's, yeah. So it's the only childcare book I've read and I love it. Um, but there's one thing that kind of bothered me that the author says that in France, it's common knowledge that the man does not stand at the business end during childbirth because... Oh, I heard, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about 
because they'll have to see the vagina like wide yeah, open. That it, that it change it forever changes um, how they see you because that what what was kind of a place of pleasure <laughs> has now has a gaping head coming through it. <laughs> um, and you know what? Somebody actually my Ayurvedic Ayurvedic uh, woman that I work with told me that, and then I asked Mike about it, and Mike said, "Are you kidding? To me, there's nothing sexier, more beautiful than Aww. seeing you give birth to my child." So I mean, I think it could go. Hemke was this was some the same way yeah um you had natural yeah birth too yeah um but uh did you do it in the hospital or at your home i did it at the hospital um but yeah he he was fine with all of that and it it i think it made us coming back together sexually that it made it better because i can imagine if he didn't want to be there and didn't want to see it that i would feel like there was a it's part like a of shame me that was. I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, because yeah. right. I because I said to him, I was like, look, I totally get it if you don't want to see that because there's some guys who yeah. get queasy or they're, yeah. just, they're not just not interested in, right. it, and that's totally fine. But I did feel like there was a part of me when he said, no, I want to be there. It's just it, it solidified all the reasons why I chose this person to be mm-hmm. my man. Yes. You know, so. Yeah, Adam was on the hospital bed behind oh. me wearing his little swim trunks from the tub. <laughs> but in, so it, he in didn't such a D it. He didn't, but because he literally he had your back. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. He was behind oh, my you, God, supporting it was amazing. you, holding you. Was, I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. I like this new breed of man. Yes. You know, taking taking responsibility for their half of the of the, yes. of the deal. The birth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's let's maybe round this off by saying in terms of of women and and recapturing their sexuality after becoming a mama for the first time or the second time, third time. Um get a vibrator. <laughs> that's Ellie's two cents. <laughs> um what would you what would you have to say for our listeners? Um She's thinking. Touch your leg? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think it I starts with I think it starts with yourself. I think it mm-hmm. starts with not necessarily worrying so much about specifically having sex or doing those things. But you know, for some people, it is throwing on your heels and going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's you know, uh, swing that tushy a little as you walk down yeah. the street. Um, you know, I felt so sexy oh. while I was pregnant too, and then I think that was an adjustment yeah. to lose the sexy mm-hmm. body. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like because I'm such a little like bunny rabbit, I'm looking at Jessica because we've got a similar figure. Like I've got a oh, very a sort of to me. straight, <laughs> like um, I don't know. Uh, you, sl- I'm very You're like slim. I'm a I have a girlish slender, figure, yeah, slender girlish mm-hmm. figure. And uh, when I was to have those curves, like I felt so sexy, yeah. So, so that's an interesting. But you, image. you. Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead, no, Jesse. I felt it just occurred to me. I felt the most sexy when I started creating again. Mm. So whatever that would mean for anybody who does any any woman who in any line of work, I think getting back getting back to work. Passion. I know that has a lot of kind. I don't mean to talk. You know, I don't. Even if even if you have decided that yeah your passion even if you decided that you're going to stay home and be with the kid taking that time for yourself to um to to do something that you feel passionate about whether it's crafting I wonder if that's why gardening so many women get into like 
um, crocheting, yeah. you know, but anything, gardening, all of that. Also, I think in light of what I said, kind of with being called nurturing, you know, I, I think, and this might be a little hard for people to wrap their head around, but find, find the sexiness in being a mom, find mm-hmm. the sexiness yeah. in when you sing your child to sleep. I mean, I know sometimes mm. I, I never feel sexier than when I'm in my room rocking my child and yeah. singing her and that, that I have the power to soothe her. How sexy is that? You know I mean? There are things, uh, you know, cooking, making things. I, I totally just agree being with you, present. Jessie. Like there's nothing sexier than being, being present. present. Yeah. Cooking and, is therapeutic. Cooking is therapeutic. Yeah. And cooking is, I think for people, we, we need to maybe redefine what sec- sexiness means because I think to some people, some women especially, it's like, you know, if I can't jack my boobs up in some push up bra and have a, a, a totally skinny thong, you know, on, uh, then I'm not sexy. And that's not what it is at all. I, I think it's, um, I had a teacher once who said, sleep in silk sheets. That'll change everything for you. Yeah. I, I did this, I did silk pajamas, but I can totally, I can, Mm -hmm. I can put my vote in for that. Okay. We're going to do our mom session, but, uh, first I want to say everyone should check out the river. Um, if you go on YouTube, should they just Google Belle and the Claytons? Mm -hmm. That's uh, a B-E-L-L-E. We can, we'll put a link up on our Instagram. Uh, watch the video. That'll start making you feel sexy. Um, (laughs) So my little mom bomb is from Dr. Phil. You probably have never heard of him. Uh, And it is acknowledge that you are living up to your potential and having some mastery in your life. Mm. So acknowledge that you are living up to your potential and having some mastery in your life. I, I grabbed this out of like O Magazine and it was a list of things to do so that you can so. Um, you can feel like you deserve better, but I just love that the idea that you, we, you know, acknowledge that we're living up to our potential. Cause I feel like we're constantly grasping or some of us are grasping for more or better, or how can we improve and like acknowledge that we are living up to our potential in many aspects of our lives. Awesome. I love it. Um, mom session. Um, I, w- I had something different I was going to say, but in, in lieu of our conversation, in light of our conversation, um, I'm going to say my mom's session is um, luxuriating yourself. And uh, that could be five minutes of your day. And I'll tell you one great way to do it. Um, I've started doing it more is um, go to the store and just buy some really great oil whatever what whatever scent. kind you like you can go and get sesame oil i mean it doesn't have to be anything sassy um and just spend 5 minutes before you get in the shower and uh and slather yourself in it it will make your skin amazing um and it just kind of i think touching yourself and taking time to tend to your own body and your own peace of mind um there ain't nothing sexier than that so uh, hey, everyone out there! <laughs> oh my God, I was on a, I was like on a trajectory, and then it like fell off the cliff. That's good, touch yourself. yourself. Okay. Um, thank you so much thank for you. for coming oh, in thank and you for sitting me. with us. And uh, everyone, remember, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, and rock on, Atomic If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Slicing Drab, I've been friends with her for 10 years, 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.